Here with Pat Jenkins on KDIV 98.7 FM. Welcome back. It's our Wednesday edition. It's our Hogs on 2 segment. And we're going to keep this thing rolling. We're going to get together with the guy I call the Big Swagoo, Marcus Spears of the SEC Network. Marcus, welcome to the Hill, my brother. Appreciate it, Sam. Appreciate you having me, man. It's always good talking a little SEC football with a guy that's been in it, played it. Unfortunately, you're a Cowboy fan, but we'll leave that where it's at and get off into a little bit of this SEC talk. Let's uh, let's start our roundtable and talk a little spring football. I know you've been around in several of the uh, you know spring sites. What have you seen, you know, at certain schools, and what sticks out to you? Um. You know, obviously in the SEC, man, it's been this flux of quarterbacks. And I think that's, uh, once again, like last year, going to headline uh, the story. And that's going to be when everybody's waiting to find out which guys will be starting at what schools. But I think, I, I honestly believe it's going to be a better year of quarterback play because of some experience, some guys coming back. And then maybe some, maybe some surprises with some first-year guys that's going to get to start the whole season. When you look at this season also, too, Marcus, the thing that jumps out to me is it could also be the year of the running back. Several schools, Arkansas with Delois Whaley, Raleigh Williams. You look down at Georgia, there's Nick Chubb, Sony Michael. You know, the list goes on and on. Is that, you know, who do you think may and how would you rate, uh, you know, the running backs this year in this conference? Well, it's always strong. I mean, that's the one thing you've been able to hang your hat on in the SEC for a while now is that we're going to have some some ball carriers. I think the guy is going to be Darius Geist, though, at LSU. And, um, you know, seeing what he was able to do last year, the, the most interesting thing for me about Geist is that he was able to separate himself from the lore of Leonard Fournette at LSU. And for as good as Leonard was, he rolled some eyebrows and, and people talking about he had the possibility to be the to be the great one that uh, comes out of there. But like you mentioned, man, all across the league, I mean, Benny Snell over at Kentucky had a great uh, campaign coming out his first year. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of facts. I think the most exciting one, though, would be Georgia with uh, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle coming back to see how much this offensive line improves and see how effective they can be. Um, on the ground at Georgia with what we think is going to be a better passing game with Easton in his second year and uh, some big, long, rangy receivers that they brought in and recruited. So, um, but it's that once again. And, and you talk about Arkansas and you talk about the way those guys have been running the football for years. Obviously, Devoy and and, and, and what Brett Bielema is able to do from a from a power run game standpoint, you, you know it's going to be some knockdown drag out. But and also with that being said, you got to look at the QB position when you go to Mississippi State and look at what Nick Fitzgerald did on the ground last year. He's going to present present people with a lot of problems. So all across the league, you're going to have really good runners. Obviously, Alabama, both Scarborough coming back, um, getting the big freshman in, Najee Harris. Um, Joshua Jacobs. So it, it, it's just going to be it's going to be a plethora of guys that that do well and and see where they go. And then you know you can keep going. Cam Petway and Auburn with 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 what he was able to do last year uh, coming in. Him and Carryon Johnson being a dual threat in the back and possibly having a quarterback now. Jared Stidham 
opening up some line of scrimmage gaps for him. So it, it's going to be jumping, man. It's, it should be a lot of thousand-yard rushes. Trayvon Williams in Texas A&M. It, it, it's going down once again in the SEC, and I'm sure these guys know who each other are, and they want to see who's the best that's going to come out and have the most productive year. When you look at the SEC East, you know, Kirby Smart going into year two, uh, as well as Will Muschamp. Who sticks out in that side? I know you have uh, McIlwain in year three. What school, if you had to pick an early favorite to win the East, who would that be and why would you uh, select that team as the possible favorite? Uh, I would probably say I would, I would give a slight edge to Georgia. And because of what Kirby was able to do in recruiting this year, uh, but but with that being said, also the the guys that he has coming back. Look, the ultimate question was: this was seven seven or eight win team last year. I can't remember off right right off my head, but they had some experience issues. And I think now with a year in this system with Jacob Easton, I think with Kirby Smart being able to do a full off season of recruiting and not having to go back and forward. Uh, worrying about a national championship, and we see how they paid off. They finished number three in the country. I think I give Georgia the slight edge. Now, all of that hinges on how well will they do up front. The offensive line was their Achilles heel last year, and if it's not, you got to think with those runners and Jacob Beeson, that quarterback, Ivy now to who I think is going to be the best tight end in the conference this year, um, they should be able to make some major noise in the East. And it may be finally the year that Georgia delivers on the goods. When you look over into the West, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of tilting the needle toward Auburn with what they have coming back and at the quarterback spot with Jared Stidham, you know, stepping in to take those those reps and kind of be that leader. Also, too, you look at Alabama. We all know when you speak Alabama, you speak Alabama Crimson Tide defense. Where do you see that defense with what they lost, you know, that's heading on with Jonathan Allen, uh, Williams, and those guys heading to the draft? Where do things shake out in the West, in your opinion? Well, we, we, we've been saying that for the last 10 years, feel like now, <laughs> about what Alabama lost on defense. But, look, the, it's a different animal over there. And until somebody supplant them, um, I learned my lesson thinking Auburn was going to be the team to beat a year ago or two years ago. Um, you know, I just went and spent some time in Tuscaloosa. They look as good as everybody. I mean, they big, physical. Obviously, you think about the guys that they lost. Um, obviously, they recruited well. Alabama is going to come down to how well freshmen in key positions do. The Dylan Moses is uh, who's, who's stepping in that middle linebacker, which is such a huge responsibility to play in a, in a Nick Saban and Jim Rickford defense. Um, the depth of the defensive line isn't there when you talk about name recognition, but there's some full-on football players. Um, I think Deshaun Hand, if, if the switch goes off for him, he can be a special player. Um, Deron Payne probably going to be one of the best D-tackles in the conference this year. He is an impressive young man. I mean, it just but the way he moves his body at his size, and obviously his strength has been well documented. And then offensively, you know, the the whole talk was Jalen Jalen Hurts being able to be a downfield pass, and being there at the spring, he looked he looked good, he looked better um, at what he was doing. And then this freshman man, Tua, I'm not going to even attempt his last name <laughs> until we get the season started. 
But he made some throws when me and Greg, myself and Greg Nagarol out there, and it was it was eyebrow raising. Um, it could legitimately be a competition in Alabama at quarterback. So I think when you when you factor all of that in, and with the way those guys are prepared and the way they play. I'm not picking anybody until they knock Alabama off. And I know they're taking the easy route out, but we tried to have these predictions early in the year about when SEC West School was to play in Alabama, and it just don't happen. So we're, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see them play, but until then, I'm going to pick Alabama to be the team to come out of the West. Talking with Marcus Spears of the SEC Network. For those that have just tuned in on the Hill with Fat Jenkins Sports Talk Radio on FM 98.7 KDIV, we got a two-part question, and we got about a minute and a half uh, to get that done. Yep. Parity in the SEC, and give me who's on the hot seat, in your opinion. Which coaches might be falling under that umbrella? There is no parity in the SEC until somebody just plays Alabama. Um, Good point. I think it's game by game. Well, you know, you talk about parity. Well, you got to talk about parity after you omit Alabama from that conversation. We've seen them dismantle the SEC East opponents in the uh, SEC championship for a lot of years now. Uh, Auburn had their little time in their stint where they um, got in there with the kick six, and, you know, they had success going to the national championship that year as well. But there is no parity when you talk about the, the top of the top, and that's Alabama. There's a standard still in the SEC. Um, when you think about the rest of the conference, I think there is a little bit of parity because teams are getting better. They're recruiting better. We have some great coaches in this conference. Um, you know, Dan Muller for what he's able to get out of Mississippi State with, with not being able to bring in the, the top ten, top five recruiting classes. I think he's one of the better coaches in this conference with – with developing players and getting them to a point where they compete on every level. Um, but all across the league, um, you look at LSU and their, their change with Ogeron and having Matt Canada in, that offensive coordinator, Dave Aranda, who did a tremendous job last year in the SEC West. Ole Miss, how competitive will they be with the, with the infractions? But I, I tell you this, Shea Patterson got a chance to be a great one. Um, the wide receiving core at Ole Miss, they showed up and showed out during the spring game. So it's, it, it's parity when you talk about talent. Now, when you talk about talent, when you talk about how many players are on each roster, you look at A&M, you look at teams in the West, it's a lot of parity in the players and, and how their star, how many stars they had coming out of high school. But when you look on, when you turn on the film from last year, there's no parity against Alabama. Yes, yes. And the closest was LSU, and that's a 10 0 victory in which they gave up zero points on defense. Everybody talks about how close the game was. Well, you goose egg a, 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 a university like LSU, that's a great night out for a unit. So um, until then, man, I really, I'm a reserve judgment. We think Stidham going to be good, but we don't know that yet. Right. So um, to put Auburn on that pedestal at this point, I just I, I refuse to do it. I've gotten caught in that trap before. Uh, I think he can play. I think he's going to have success in Gus Malzahn's offense. But until I see him do it, I'm going to reserve judgment. But, you know, with that being said, this league is the league is strong because it's physical football. It ball, That's what it boils down to. And usually when you look at the end of the year, the two most physical teams, meaning offensive line and defensive line, usually end up in that round. 
Well, as always, my man, we love having you on. I love talking with you. When you're in Fayetteville, this time, Marcus, you and I are going to have to go out. I'm going to show you a good place to eat. It's going to be down home, good soul food, and we'll have to take a and, – and, and, and i tell you what, could you ease up on the Cowboys? All right? I knew you guys were not going to make it. I, I mean, I knew it was too good to be true. I, I have a lot I'm of never, family. I'm never going to ease up. I'm never going to ease up because I'm going to be there to talk cash money when they do make it to the Super Bowl and get that W. I'm, I'm rooting for Dak, man. Yeah. Um, you know, him coming out of college and people talking about what he couldn't do and for him to have a year that he has. Now, have you done for me lately, Lee? So we'll see how he rolls this year. But I think with, with, four, with four calling the shots offensively there, I'm, I'm sold. I'm bought in. All right. Well, hey. We'll definitely have to catch up as we get into the season. Let's try to make this a weekly thing if, if we can make it happen. But as always, Big big Swagoo, thanks for taking time out on the hill. All right, brother. Appreciate it. That was Marcus Spears of the SEC Network. We're going to keep this Hogs on Two thing rolling. Next up, Mike Neighbors, head basketball coach at the University of Arkansas. You're listening to On the Hill on KDIV FM 98.7.